Now it's time for Rod and Real Radio with your hosts, Hopalong John Cassidy, fresh and saltwater expert angler Stan Vanderberg, and all-around outdoors fishing and hunting enthusiast Wendy Toshihara. If you love the outdoors, enjoy salt or freshwater fishing, this is the show for you. Rod and Real Radio brought to you by El Cajon Ford at Broadway and Main or online at ElCajonFord.com. Whether it's time for a new or used car or truck or you need to take advantage of San Diego's best quick lane for service with genuine Ford parts, brand name tires at competitive prices, remember nobody beats El Cajon Ford. We have some fantastic guests and reports lined up for you this evening, so sit back, relax, and get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. It's all right here, right now, on Rod and Real Radio, the best stop on your radio dial for all the information you need for fishing opportunities all over the United States. Now here's your host, Hop Along, John Cassidy. And thank you, Mark Larson. We want to welcome you all back to Rod and Reel Radio. I am your underfished host, Hop Along, John Cassidy. And this week, Stan, Wendy, and I, we are at the Fred Hall Show in Long Beach. We have taken the Rod and Reel microphones with us. And we've done a number of inter- interviews with movers and shakers in the fishing industry. We're on the freshwater side. We're on the saltwater side. We'll even take you to American Samoa. So we ask you to sit back, relax, and listen to two hours of Ron Real Radio from the Fred Hall Show in Long Beach. I think we'll have some interesting guests, and you'll be interested in hearing what they had to say. We'll be back with you towards the end of the show. Hey, and we're here at the Fred Hall Show. It's always good to see the show come along every year. A lot of friends that we don't necessarily get a chance to see during the course of the year. One of them is with us right now. It's Jonathan Roldan from uh, Tail Hunters International. Jonathan, how are you, sir? Great to be here. Great to be here on another Fred Hall Show, and great to be on Rod and Reel Radio. Well, this is, uh, you know, you make the shows all throughout the country. This isn't your first show of the year. Oh, no. We've been doing this for over 20 years, and this is our sixth show of the year so far. We started in Denver, went to Sacramento, Sacramento to Seattle, Seattle to Portland, and then last week we were in Salt Lake City, and here we are now in Long Beach. Hey, I saw pictures of you in Portland, and you were knee-deep in snow. No, was it tough to sell uh, trips to La Paz in Portland when the weather was like that? Listen, we do these shows specifically during the wintertime because there's snow, there's rain, there's wind everywhere, so it's real easy to sell sunshine when it's cold outside. Jonathan, you've been a friend of Rod Real Radio for a long time, even me before the radio show with uh, Big Tuna Bill Giesel, and you and Big Tuna went a long ways back. Yes, we do. Uh, Big Tuna was a friend for a lot of years, and then I, I worked on one of his boats uh, uh, both in San Diego and in La Paz as a deckhand for him. Well, tell us now, what are you doing uh, in La Paz now? Tell us a little bit about Tail Hunters International. Well, we've been here for 21 years in La Paz. We have uh, the two largest Ponga fleets. We have a fleet that fishes La Paz uh, and fishes around Espiritu Santo Island. Our other fleet is in the famous Las Arenas area, and we fish around Saralvo Island. So we've got the two fleets running. We also have our own bar and restaurant sitting right on the Malacan where the beer is cold, and the only ice you'll see is going to be in a margarita glass. Boy, you get a lot of people. We get a lot of people asking about the Las Arenas area, and uh, uh, you can go there, though, and, and the fishing is usually pretty good. Absolutely. It's considered one of the top five light tackle fisheries in the world. More world records have been set there than anywhere else in the world. We had three potential world records last year, but the fishery either cut up or didn't make it to our scales. But we did get the uh, world's uh, world spearfishing record, a 38.5-pound pargo, last year, which is a new world record. Wow. 
Tell us a little bit about what course do fishermen take in order to get to you in La Paz? How do they go about it from uh, uh, the 48 up uh, north? Well, the best way to reach us, there are no f- direct flights from uh, the United States down into La Paz. So the, what 99% of everyone does is they fly to Cabo San Lucas, which has a multitude of flights, competition's great. Airline rates this year are probably 100 to $200 cheaper than they've ever been. Southwest Airlines is now flying a lot of the routes, so that's uh, increasing the competition. Plus, they give you those two free bags, which is great for fishermen. So fly down to Cabo San Lucas. Tailhunter International has its own shuttle vans. You have about a two-and-a-half-hour, 100-mile ride up to La Paz, but we stop for tacos and tamales and beer on the way, so it becomes part of your vacation, part it's of your party. Part of the good times. Begin before you even get to see you, huh? You got it, John. Part of the party. Hey, you, you know, uh, a lot of the airlines, though, are getting really particular with uh, charging for a lot of oversized bags and everything, rods and reels like that. How can you accommodate the fishermen when they get down to take care of that need? Well, one of the things, like uh, that, as I mentioned, is Southwest Airlines is now flying. You get those two free bags. So as fishermen, that's really great. But the others are also either decreasing or eliminating that charge, too, to stay competitive with Southwest. So consolidate what you what you can consolidate. You don't need five rod tubes of stuff. If there's several of you coming in, put everything in one rod tube. Keep it under six foot. Keep it under seven feet so it's not unwieldy. And then... Uh, you're only going to be allowed to bring 50 pounds of fish in each uh, particular piece of luggage you want, so you don't need something that's going to weigh 100 pounds with nothing in it. Uh, make sure you, uh, what a lot of the guys are doing is they're bringing these softer bags now that are made specifically by the airlines, specifically so you can transport fish and other cold things, and that's how you can get the most fish back and get more bang for your buck when you transport. Jonathan, take us through a, a typical uh, five-day, three-night trip to go see at uh, Tail Hunter International. Well, that's one of our more popular uh, packages that we're offering, John. Five days, four nights hotel, uh, right on the beach in sunny La Paz, and three days ponga fishing with us. Runs $989. That's our show special that we've been running this winter. That's five days, four nights hotel, three days ponga fishing. And that includes your boat, your skipper, your tackle, your ice, fish cleaning, breakfast and lunches, soft drinks and water on your fishing days, and all of your uh, taxes and permits as well. So uh, that's a great package and very, very popular to come down and see us. So we don't even have to worry about hotels. You do the whole thing for us. We got hotels waiting right on the beach for you. Come and put your toes in the sand. It's short and flip-flop time in La Paz. Wow. So that it's a turnkey operation. All you have to do is worry about getting to the airport, and you take it from there, and you supply everyone with a great service from the time they get to the airport to the time you drop them back off. Pretty much door-to-door personal service. That's why we're there. We live there. So you've got us basically uh, not holding your hands, but you're certainly going to see us and we will hold your hands as much as possible. And that's also why it's great to bring your families down. Our first-timers have such a great time. Uh, Our ponga fishing is not uh, something where you've got to get in a boat and run 10, 20, 30 miles offshore or you're trolling or you're in big water. We're 100 miles up in the Sea of Cortez, so fish are close, fish are big, waters are warm, and the sunshine's waiting for you. Great. And and you don't have to worry about fishing a, the whole day if you don't want to, if you want to go out for a half day, if it's warm or something like that, and then you want to go in and see some of the sights of La Paz, you can cater the trips to any of the fishermen's needs. Absolutely. That's a very good point. Your fishing day with us is about 5 or 6 in the morning, but you're back by 3 in the afternoon. One of the things about having the fishing so close is you're not spending so much of your day actually traveling. You're actually going to be fishing and spending the better part of your day actually fishing. You're back by 3 or 4 in the afternoon. 
during the fishing season, the sun's not even going down to 9, 9.30, so you've still got plenty of time to go get a massage, take a nap, jump in the pool, get happy hour, and have a great evening. Jonathan, when do you consider the season down there? Normally from about the beginning of April to about, uh, about the last week of October, first week of November, when the winds start blowing again. So April to October is our general fishing season. And uh, tell us about the type of fish that you're after. Uh, if someone wants to go down there for yellowtail, is it better at one time of the year than the other, or is it just wide open all year round? Absolutely. Uh, there's a number of species. We've got probably 20 to 25 different species of fish you can catch. If you come during our fishing season, that's April to October, you've got available anywhere from a half dozen to a dozen different species given that time of the year. So right now, yellowtail are coming in. We're starting to see some amberjack. Well, we're still catching Sierra, Pargo, and Cabrilla. But as the waters get warmer, as we start hitting May and June, now we're going to start seeing some of the blue water fish, more dorado. We're going to see some of the billfish. The tuna will be in. Last year, the tuna were 100 yards off the beach for three months. Oh my God. 15 to yeah. 40 pound fish, 100 yards off the beach in 20 to 30 feet of water. That's the kind of fishing we've got. Okay, we're getting, we're getting out of the El Nino year and getting into La Nina. How does that affect the fishing there or does it? Hopefully a lot better. The, the last two years with El Nino, uh, you know, in Southern California, you guys have had a banner, banner fishing. I mean, so close to shore. Uh, a lot of that fishing was because of El Nino. It affected us insofar as the water stayed warmer than normal, which means the nutrients didn't come up from the deep, which means the bait had nothing to eat. So we had a very uh, a dearth of bait for all of, all of the uh, Baja area. So there wasn't much bait, and that affected the fish. The fishing wasn't bad. It just was very different. We had different species showing up at different times. We had fish that we normally don't see so much, uh, like wahoo. I've had two years of some of the most spectacular wahoo fishing, uh, 100 yards, 200 yards off the beach. On the other hand, our Dorado didn't really show up for the last two years. So with the end of El Nino, I got a feeling we're going to be back to our regular normal six, uh, wow. cycle for fishing. Jonathan, it just sounds like Tail Hunters International is one good party surrounded by a great fishing trip. You can't beat it. It's a great vehicle. Uh, fishing's great, but there's also so much to do for the family and anyone else that wants to come down and visit Mexico. If we don't visit you here at the show, uh, either in San Diego or in uh, Long Beach here. How's the best way to find out what you're doing and get in contact with you? Uh, you can get a, give us a phone call at 626-638-3383. That's 626-638-3383. Or look us up online, www.tailhunter-international.com. All right. Jonathan, thanks a lot for being with us. Good luck here at the show, and we look forward to seeing you this season down in La Paz. Always a pleasure to be on uh, Rod and Reel Radio, my friend. We're looking forward to a great show. Come on down and see us all here at the Fred Hall Long Beach Show at the Long Beach Convention Center. There's more to come from the Fred Hall Show. Stay tuned. One of the great things about going to the Fred Hall Show, especially here in Long Beach, are all the destination spots that you get a chance to go and visit with. And one of the premier spots up in Alaska is Kingfisher Charters and Here's Mr. Seth Bone from Kingfisher. Seth, how are you guys doing? Great. Thanks a lot, John. Oh, man. Hey, how's the season going to look for you? I know you don't have a crystal ball, but what's the prognostication for this year? Well, the, the limits are looking good. The uh, The forecast for fish abundance is, is looking strong, and our bookings are looking strong. So uh, it's going to be a good season. You know, there's so many different lodges to choose from. I've known Kingfisher for a long time, but tell us a little bit about the history of Kingfisher Lodge. Yeah, uh, thanks, John. We've been running since the early 90s, so we've been doing it a long time. Uh, really put on a good show for people and have some really great captains that have been fishing the waters for years and years around Sitka, so we're definitely going to put people on the fish All every right. time. T tell us just the process of 
getting up to see a kingfisher? Uh, someone's coming down here from the lower 48. How do they get to you, and what happens once they get up to you? Well, first thing is to book a trip with us, uh, and then uh, book an airfare on Alaska or Delta Airlines. Uh, they both fly right into Sitka. We will be there to meet you at the airport and uh, get you all taken care of. We handle everything on the Alaska end of things, the meals, uh, fish packaging, lodging, of course, the fishing. Uh, it's really a, a turnkey, all-inclusive trip. Tell us a little bit about the lodge itself. What kind of amenities and accommodations do you have there? Uh, the lodge is very nice, uh, all private baths, uh, very well-maintained and nice views. Uh, we have hot tubs, big-screen TVs, uh, chef, uh, staff of chefs. Uh, that make great meals. Uh, we serve breakfast there in the morning before fishing and dinners after fishing and, you know, pack lunches for on the boats. Uh, hors d'oeuvres brought right into your uh, rooms before dinner. Uh, so it's a very relaxing, uh, very uh, nice, enjoyable place to be uh, while you're up there to fish. And tell us uh, the average groups. I mean, do you handle groups like a couple of guys or how big can the group be that uh, comes up to see you? Uh, we get uh, parties as, uh, as small as one person uh, or up to 25, 30 people. Um, probably, you know, typical size is, you know, two, four, uh, something like that. Four gets you the whole boat. So if you can get a, a party of four together, that's perfect. You get the whole boat in two rooms with private baths. Uh, but any number is fine. If you have a party of, uh, you know, one, two, or three, we'll pair you up with some other people uh, to round out the boat. And you're going to have a great time, meet some friends, and, uh, and just have a good fishing trip. Hey, we're uh, speaking with Seth Bone from uh, Kingfisher Lodge. Tell us about the fishing opportunities. I mean, what species are available, and are there better times of the year to go up for one species and another, or what? We have very consistent fishing out of Sitka. Uh, the main difference being that in the earlier part of the season, uh, May and June, uh, we have great king salmon fishing. Uh, you can't miss, really. It's that good. Uh, in the uh, middle to later part of the season, it's more into the silver salmon, but still a few kings around. Uh, and there's a pretty decent overlap in the middle part of the season where you get pretty good king and silver fishing. Uh, the halibut is good all season long. Uh, lingcod, rockfish sablefish, all of that is very good all summer. So uh, you really can't miss. Um, the only difference, again, being if you want the, the bigger salmon, the kings come earlier summer. If you want the silver salmon, which are smaller but, but a more liberal limit, then come later in the season. And then what do you consider your season up there? Uh, we run mid-May to mid-September. All right. And, you know, it, it just sounds like such a great trip. You know, but it isn't just a bunch of guys going up there, too, because you also run a very family-friendly organization there. Absolutely. Yeah, we get a, a, quite a few uh, family groups, you know, with, with their kids and everything. Uh, it's also very popular for couples. Uh, ladies tend to really like the, uh, the amenities of the lodge and the service. And then, of course, Sitka is a neat town. Uh, it's a pretty neat place to go and, and see uh, on its own. I mean, even though the fishing is, you know, probably the, the premier reason to come up, uh, the, uh, the town of Sitka and some of the sites around there are pretty neat, too. Well, you know, in this day when the airlines are charging you for almost everything you do uh, uh, as an extra, guys are saying, man, I don't want to bring my rods and reels up there because that's going to be half the cost of the airfare. Uh, what, do you got, what do you do for people that want to come on up there without their rods and reels? Can you help them out? Absolutely. Yeah, all our packages include uh, all the gear. It's top-notch stuff, uh, you know, Abbott reels for the halibut, Shimano for the uh, salmon, and... Uh, Seeker rods, cousins rods, you know, it's all really top-notch stuff, well-maintained, 
Um, so we recommend don't bring your gear because you want to have uh, your you know boxes of frozen fish be your your checked in baggage for the way home. You don't need to be bringing a bunch of rod tubes and stuff. Well, that's what I want to ask you too. I get lucky and uh, I happen to catch a bunch of different fish, different species. I've got a lot of fish. What do you do about handling my catch? That's also included in our packages. Uh, it's all uh, custom processed, uh, filleted up, cut up into about one pound size pieces, uh, vacuum packed, flash frozen, boxed up in insulated wet lock boxes for the trip home. And our guys will even uh, take them right into the airport, put them right up on the belt for you. So they're your check baggage. And when you get home, they're going to be nice and frozen and just ready to go right into your freezer to eat on for, you know, the next year or however long you until you come up again to refill the freezer again man hey seth uh, tell me about some of your highlights from the 2016 year i mean uh, tell us about some of the fishing that was done and some of the catches that came in well we had a great season um a couple of uh, notable fish i think was a gentleman from southern california caught a uh, 360 pound halibut that nice. was uh, the biggest one of the season um we had uh, a group um I believe also from Southern California, uh, also had a day with salmon where they had uh, four fish over 40 pounds uh, in the same day, you know, all within a few hours of each Excellent other. Excellent so fishing. Yeah, wow. nice big that, kings. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you like to see. And those are the type of people that come on back because I can imagine, yeah, you're hitching, uh, you're, uh, you're sitting here in your, your hiking kingfisher lodge here at the show, but a lot of your customers have to be repeat customers that have been satisfied with you and come on back absolutely absolutely every season probably 70 percent plus of our bookings are people who've been with us before a lot of people come every summer uh some take a you know summer or two off but then come back you know after that uh, and then there's always you know some new people that uh, get in on every year and, and that's good you know because then they usually are into it and want to come back and do it again so that's really what keeps us going well seth uh, we're here at the uh, show and i know you got a crowd of people around here waiting to see you but if we can't get to the show, we're still interested in booking with uh, Kingfisher Lodge. How's the best way to go about doing it? Uh, our website is uh, kingfisharcharters.com, and uh, we have a, a toll-free number. It's 800-727-6136. So either way, give us a call, and we'd love to have you come up and fish. All right. Seth Bone, Kingfisher Charters. Thanks a lot for being with us, and, man, we look forward to seeing you this year on the water. All right. Thanks a lot, John. Hey, this is Ron Real Radio. Stay tuned. There's still a lot more to come from the Fred Hall Show. You can count on El Cajon Ford, as so many Southern Californians have for years. El Cajon Ford has the cars and trucks you can count on, like the all-new Fusion and Escape, Edge, Explorers, and more. And now, Fiestas with 38 MPG and Focus with 40 miles per gallon highway, plus C-Max Energy with up to 42 highway EPA estimates. El Cajon Ford has them now. Shop online at ElCajonFord.com. Choose from hundreds of your favorite F-Series trucks, too. El Cajon Ford knows trucks, no matter what you're hauling or towing, for a great weekend of fishing or for some fun in the desert. Now get special savings on every F-Series truck in stock, 150s, 250s, 350s, at El Cajon Ford. We have commercial trucks, too, including the all-new Transit Connect. Finally, a commercial van with great mileage, helping your business get moving again. El Cajon Ford, worth the short drive from anywhere in Southern California, Broadway and East Main and El Cajon, or online anytime, anywhere at ElCajonFord.com. 
GamaCatsuHooks.com. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel specially heat treated to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. The Gamakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, HM Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. 2015 and 16, Quantum Fishing's gone and done it again for you with the brand new redesigned Smoke PT Reel Series. Everything from your spinning reels all the way to your bait casters, the PTA design has a new PTXA frame, lighter, stronger, bone crushing drag, Quantum Fishing. We are performance tuned. Check them out at Angler's Arsenal in La Mesa or anglersarsenal.com or give us a call at 619 466 8355. Hey, we're back here at the Fred Hall Show. Uh, one of the things about coming to the Fred Hall Show is the destinations and the people you can see when you get to those destinations. Now, the East Cape is one of the, the, the most active destinations, I think, out of the Southern California area. But when you get down there, where to stay, who to go fishing with, that's another thing. Let me talk to one of the guys here, though, that is a must-see when you get down to the East Cape for, Cape for fishing on his Philippe's boats. It's Mark Rayner from Genren Sports Fishing. Mark, welcome to the show. Thank you, Hopalon. It, it's a pleasure to, to be on your show. Uh, it's fun for me to come up here to Long Beach and exhibit at this show. I, I've lived in, in Los Cabos for 27 years, but this is the area that I grew up in before I moved down there in 1991. So I get to see a lot of old friends here. Um, it's just a fun, fun time up here at the show. Well, this is the thing. With as long as you have been in business down there, you get a lot of people. Come on down, see them. You may only see them once a year. Maybe you'll see them every other year. You come up here. You probably know more people up here than you know down at the East Cape. Uh, I don't know. I know a lot of people <laughs> down there also. Um, hey, hey, tell us a little. Tell us a little bit about the beginnings of Gen Ren Sport Fishing. You just didn't. Uh, you know, come off some other planet and land there at the East Cape and say, hey, let me start fishing. Uh, there's got to be a story behind that. Well, fishing has always been my passion. My father started taking me on the half-day boats here out of Redondo Beach when I was five years old. And uh, we graduated up to the Albacore trips. And then as I got older, I started doing long-range trips out of San Diego. And, and uh, fishing has just always been my passion. So in 1991, I was fortunate enough to be able to retire from my real estate business and move down there full time. And I never really intended in 
going into the sport fishing business, I I like to just used to fish for fun, but I, I started to get bored being down there in paradise. I needed something more to do, so I started chartering my boat, and the business grew, and now we have three boats. We have uh, a 31 Innovator and two 35 Cabo yachts. We kind of have the premier operation in, in the location where we are now. Our niche is nicer boats than, than any of the resorts can offer, and that's what we do. Yeah, but still at the same time, you run out of the resorts, do you not? We pick up at the resorts, yes. We'll pick it up at, at any East, Court, Cape, East Cape Resort. or people. A lot of people are renting homes now, and we can take them. We have a, a package with our three-bedroom, three-bath house on the beach. Uh, so we put packages together for people that stay in private residence, for people that go out of any of the resorts, we can pick you up on their dock. And we have good relationship with everybody. Well, and, and that's the thing we want to tell people. Let's say you go down and you see John Ireland down there at Rancho Leonero, and you say, hey, I want to go out with Mark at Jen Wren and, and make those accommodations. There's no problem because they're used to working with you all the time on that. Absolutely. We pick you up right on their pier. Um, the whole thing is seamless. A lot of times we'll have people get on our boat and they said, geez, there was other people standing in the pier. And they said, well, how do we get that boat? They want to know how to, how to get on our boats. Uh, and it, it, it's simple. We have that kind of relationship with everybody down there with Buena Vista Beach Resort, with Palmas de Cortez, with Verdugo's Beach Resort. We, we get along really well. It's a small community. Sure. We, all, we all get along really well. Uh, tell us about uh, what a, a client can expect to see from the time they get down there to the time they get back on the day fishing with Jen Ren. Uh, well, there's the, the Jack Cousteau called the Sea Cortez the aquarium of the world, mm. and he was absolutely right. There, there is so much sea life down there. Uh, I flew up here yesterday. And in the morning, I was awakened to, to manta rays jumping. It was calm out, and the, all night the manta rays were jumping right in front of the house. And now is the whale season. We see a lot of whales. Uh, there's porpoise all the time. Uh, the pelagic bird life is incredible. Aside from fishing, we do pelagic bird watching tours. And the, the bird watchers go crazy because there's so much life down there. Now, that, that's not to mention the opportunity to catch the trophy of a lifetime on any given day. Anywhere from inshore fishing for rooster fish, um, fishing striped marlin, blue marlin, black marlin, sailfish, uh, yellowfin tuna, dorado, wahoo. I mean, the, the fishery is spectacular. And, and, and so not only do you get a chance to catch, get a, a, a taste of world-class fishing, the ecology down there, the, the different species of, of animals that live in the sea that you can see down there, uh, you, it's, a, it's a twofer for sure. Yeah, it is. And there's another ingredient that, that um, doesn't get talked about a lot, but people that are down there know and understand it. And that's how friendly the local people are. The, it, it, the, you, the, after the second year back, after you've been there one year, the people that you've been fishing with, the people in the resort that you're at will recognize you. you it just is warm and friendly. Um, I don't know how better to describe it. It's just, it's just hospitality. A, well, yeah, those people aren't in transition. You are visiting them in their homes, and and they depend on tourism as a livelihood. So it's a big business for them. They want to make sure you have a great experience when you come on down there. Absolutely.
That is great. Now, yeah, tell us, how's the best way to contact you? Because I know you got a it's in the short amount of time we've been talking. There's a whole group of people here wanting to say hello to you and sign up to go with you. Uh, they, they, my website has all my contact information. It's teamgenren.com. Um, or I carry my U.S. cell phone all the time, even when I'm down in Mexico. And I can be reached at 310 area code 308 5841. And just seeing you here at the show, it's obvious this is a family-run business, and it's it's great to to be with you because you offer your customers the hospitality that only a family-run business can. Thank you, Hapalon. I I feel blessed to live where I live and be able to do what I do. I look at myself in the mirror every morning and go, what did I do to deserve this? And and I love sharing it when people come down. My 27 years of experience living there, I pretty much know the ropes around the area. And um, I can direct people in the right direction to find what they're looking for. And, and besides running our business, I'm, I don't mind being a little bit of a help center and helping people to go in the right direction to, to fulfill what they want to do. Everybody has a different expectation. And I recognize and understand that. We do what we can do to help people fill their expectations. I know you don't have a crystal ball, but prognosticating in the 2017 series, water's cooling off a little bit, less effective, the El Nino. What do you think that's going to do for your fishing down there at the East Cape? I think it's going to bring it back to normal. And normal on the East Cape is spectacular. (laughs) It's really unbelievable. We've suffered the last couple years with the El Nino. I mean, we're catching fish, but we've had to work harder than we've than normal. And we're gonna—it's going to be normal this year from everything that I can see, and uh, it's going to be a pretty spectacular year. Well, Marco, I appreciate you spending some time with us. Going to let you get back to your customers, uh, Marco uh, Rayer from uh, uh, Genren Sports Fishing. Uh, thanks for taking the time. We look forward to seeing you on the water. You going to do any fishing while you're up here? No. Oh no, I'm going home. I'm gonna. <laughs> I want to go fish. <laughs> It's, it's hard to go fishing someplace else when you're fishing in the best spot in the world. All right. You have a great show, Mark, and uh, we'll be seeing you on the water. Thank thanks, you. Thanks for being with us. More from the Fred Hall Show to come. Stay tuned. Hey, welcome back to Ron Real Radio. You know, I'm stopped by at H&M Landing here at the Fred Hall Show. One of my absolutely most favorite boats to go on was the uh, Chief with Chris Randall. Chris has since decided to retire. And we're with the new skipper of the uh, the chief, Mr. Jake Boss. Jake, How's welcome to the show, guy. Thank you. Hey, and congratulations taking over the chief. I mean, you've got one heck of a boat there by, by the horns to to start running over there. The chief is in great shape now. Well, I appreciate that. We put a lot of work into it, and uh, it's come a long way. Tell us some of the work that was done in the off season on the chief. Um, well, oh. you know, yeah. You had the new uh, uh, fuel tanks. You put in the new bait tanks. That's you know, correct, yes. Some of the new decking and everything else like that. Yes, um, as well as Sirius Satellite Radio and uh, a whole new entertainment system for the galley. Um, there's, there's a lot of steady fixes that needed to get done, and, and we got it done. You know, Jake, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got this point in time, because I know a lot of guys will recognize you by face because I know you've been the deckhand, the second ticket on a lot of boats over here, but uh, tell us a little bit how you got to this point in time. Well, how I got started, uh, 
years ago I came out fishing. I was a fisherman. I booked a trip on the Chief, and uh, they had a deckhand that just really couldn't cut the mustard, and uh, I started doing his job for him, and they went from that to getting a job as a deckhand and working my way up and eventually getting my ticket and driving at night, and uh, now I'm in a place where I'm going to be helping everybody find fish. Okay, and before we get on to you, let's talk a little bit about Captain Chris Randall because, you know, Captain Chris Randall has been a skipper for 30 years. Uh, still is a skipper. Uh, he helped Rod and Reel Radio out a lot. How did he help you along? Well, he, he taught me a lot about what we're looking for when we're trying to find fish, temperature breaks, you know, different circumstances, where the fish will be. Um, he's just, I, it's invaluable how much he's taught me. Just I, I can't even put into words how much I've learned from the guy. Well, the Chief's going to be running out of H&M Landing now. Tell us about the trips that you have planned for the 2017 season. Uh, we have a number of day-and-a-half trips as well as two-and-a-half trips. Um, that's been our bread and butter for the last couple of years, so that we're going to stay short and stay uh, with those those length of trips. And, uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. You know, um, we're selling a show special right now. It's Fifty dollars uh, if you book it. Fifty dollars off if you book at the show. All right. For either either of those lengths of trips, and uh, and yeah. Well, currently right now, a lot of our great fishing is still down the Baja coast, going down to Colinet. Tell us a little bit about that fishing right now. It's it's been good. The weather's been iffy. You know, um, it's been off and on. Uh, our last trip, we only had twenty yellows, but uh, but it, the wind came up and it was blowing twenty five thirty for most of the most of the trip. So, really, depending on. Uh, how the weather is going to make it? Uh... Yeah, I understand. Weather has a lot to do with it, uh, you know. But you know, can I? You know, I I have to marvel that even at the weather that we've had, the fishing down there is still really good. There's a ton of red crab down there. Um, that if there's food for them to eat, they're gonna they're gonna stick to that high spot. So. And so type of fishing you go when you go down there typically right now are you going after yelltail first thing or are you going after bottom fish first thing or how, do, how are you structuring the trips well we're looking for yellows that's what we want you know um we, we usually start looking for yellows and then uh, once the anglers tire out which is you know after a couple drifts usually um we we switch to the rock cod thing but uh you know you, you go down there and you try to yo-yo up some yellows because that's what they like and uh and if they, they stick they stick yeah, and what do you? How long do you think you're going to be running trips down there before you change, or will the fish actually dictate that for you? The fish will dictate that for us. You know, um, as long as they're there, that's where I want to go right now because that's where they're stuck to. Man. Um, well, you know, it's great fishing right now. Go out of H and M Landing, get aboard the Chief, go on down there. How's the best way to get a hold of you, Jake, or to get a hold of find out what the schedule is for the Chief? Um, you can go online at www.chiefsportfishing.com and, or at H&M Landing has a website as well. Get yourself in. Are you going to be the open party uh, boat for H&M too or are you, you taking just charters or are you a mixture of both? We're a mixture of both. Um, we Most of our, our run is uh, open party. So, you know, book a trip with us. Just uh, quickly, a lot of people, if they're not familiar with the Chief, uh, tell us about the Chief, the uh, dimensions of it how many people it can hold uh, what type of hull is it it's a 90 foot footer it's a dipmar uh, uh-huh. and uh it used to be the big game 90 and uh and yeah it, it, we carry 32 um we do run lighter with charters and uh I, we have i think it's 46 bunks on the thing you know but but we don't need them you know we only carry 32 and 
And yeah. I know when Chris was running it, he always made sure, man, there was a lot of bait on the boat. And I think with those uh, new tanks that you have, there's no chance of running out of bait on a day and a half, two day trip. Oh, there's no chance. Uh, those tanks are bigger, and we have the slammer. We probably can carry four to 500 scoops of bait. You know, what I liked about going aboard the Chief, too, is that uh, the galley is a big enough area. It's comfortable, but everyone can eat dinner at one time on the Chief and uh, not not worry about necessarily going in shifts if you don't want to. Uh, we like that, and that's, uh, that's what we tried to do with the Chief. Um, I uh, hired our old cook back. His name's uh, James. And he's, oh, yeah. He, he's very good, and um, and that's a big aspect of what we're selling here. We, we really like... Uh, serving people the best quality meals we can possibly serve. Well, Jake, we look forward to seeing out the water, getting out on the Chief for another great adventure. We had great adventures on the Chief with Captain Chris Randall, and I think you're just starting a new book, and it's going to be as good, if not better, than ever, Jake. Well, I really appreciate that, and thank you. All right, Captain Boss uh, from Chief uh, Sports Fishing out of H&M Landing. Hey, well, you'll, there'll be more from the Fred Hall Show after these messages. Are you ready to sell your current boat and upgrade in preparation for the 2017 fishing season? It's sure to be one for the bucks. I'm Zach Zorn and a broker for Kessler Yachts located in San Diego. As one of the largest and most reputable brokerages on the West Coast, I can ensure that your boat will be sold in a timely manner or that your dream boat will be found. If you want to sell your boat or looking to purchase one, call Zach Zorn at Kessler Yachts, 760-815-8866 so that your name can be added to our long list of satisfied buyers and sellers. at Zach Zorn, 760-815-8866. Angler's Arsenal is the serious angler's first choice for hand-poured plastics, McCoy line, Spro products, Gamakatsu hooks, G. Loomis fishing rods, Shimano products, Ovet reels, and just about anything you hear advertised on Rod and Reel Radio. Go to anglersarsenal.com and visit our online tackle store. See the huge selection of Western Plastics hand-poured baits, all at anglersarsenal.com. Angler's Arsenal Tackle Store is conveniently located in La Mesa, just off Interstate 8. Give us a call at 1-800-428-8730. If you're serious about your fishing, choosing the right tackle is one of the most important decisions you'll ever make. Iserline makes premium fishing lines including monofilament, Dacron, Spectra, fluorocarbon, battle-tested harnesses, and top angler-tested Iserline tools and accessories. Iserline premium fishing products are created to provide you with the ultimate in strength, dependability, durability, high abrasion resistance, low stretch, and high quality. All Iserline products are 100% guaranteed against manufacturing defects. You just can't buy better value. Iserline will replace or repair at their option. No questions asked if you're not pleased with any of their products. Catch what you've been missing. Quality guaranteed. Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. Gamakatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ring hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. This portion of Rod and Reel Radio is brought to you by the Rockley's Fish Release System. Now you can quickly and easily release fish suffering from barotrauma back to the depths they were caught. Look or ask for the Rockley's at your local fishing tackle dealer. We're back at the Fred Hall Long Beach Show, and one of the great things about coming to the show 
is seeing a lot of the new products that are on the market. Some of them we've never heard before. Some of them are a product that's been uh, uh, designed by manufacturers that we know of to meet particular demand in the market. And one of the products that's really creating a, a big buzz here in the market are the new Tranks products. And with me is Alex Pambeck from Shimano to talk a little bit about the Tranks. Alex, thanks a lot for being with us. Sir. Yeah, thank you. We're uh, here at Fred Hall Show in the Shimano booth uh, showing off our new Tranks 300 and 400 size reels. They come in both right and left-hand retrieve, and they also come in two gear ratios. We have a 7.6 to 1 gear ratio and a 5.81 gear ratio. So something for, you know, every aspect of the fishing out here. Well, let's start off a little bit with the original tranks. How did that come about? Was it because fishermen were looking for some type of a reel that had a lot of power to it with a level wind? Or tell us a little bit about the original Tranks. Yeah, exactly. The Tranks 500 is designed not only for throwing surface iron, but you can use it for yo-yo fishing. Um, and the 500 is a really good reel for um, someone who wants to learn how to cast. You can control your casting with those brake weights on the reel, so it's a great reel to learn how to cast. Um, and the 500 reel was kind of a good reel for those big bluefin this summer. And then here with the 300 and 400, it's going to be a great reel for inshore, calico bass, yellowtail. Um, and if you do hook a small tuna or something, it'll be able to handle that as well. Well, you know, the uh, the original Tranks, it seemed like it was out there and it was moving along. And then all of a sudden, out here on the West Coast, we got those big bluefin tuna. Guys were looking at, hey, can I throw a popper on there without using a spinning rod? And then it just seemed like the sale of that product just took off as the fishermen started adapting to these big fish, fishing for them. And then what to do with them after they hooked them up. And the tranks seemed to be the answer to that uh, that problem. Yeah, for definitely getting the distance on those casts with the with the popper, the tranks was the go-to reel this summer. Um, for those really big bluefin, people were using Artalicas, but the tranks was a good all-around reel for the big bluefin this summer. What are some of the, 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 uh, the features of that reel that just make it such a nice, compact package to use? Yeah, so our new tranks, 300, 300 and 400, um, the 400 size is going to be 12 ounces, so super lightweight. Um, the 300 size is going to be 11.6 ounces, again, super lightweight, super compact. Um, they have core protect, which um, will help keep the salt water out of your reel, so you won't have to um, get it serviced as much. It's going to last longer in the salt water. Um, so good all-around reel for saltwater fishing here in Now, Soco. the 300 reel, that's about the size of the uh, the original Corrado 300, about the same size? Yep, it's a little bit more compact than the 300, and then the 400 is a good middle ground between the 300 and the 400. On the 400 size reel for line capacity, you're going to get 275 yards of 50-pound Power Pro on that. Wow, and that then you can put your top shot or your leader on that, and away you can go. Yep. That, 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 that... 30 reel though was it meant uh, still for salt water did you kind of have the swim bait fishermen in mind or what yeah the 300 size tranks is definitely a crossover you can fish it in both salt and fresh water so for the swim bait guys the three and 400 is a good option um, and then you can take that right um, on the half day or three quarter day boat as well and fish it for calico bass so good all-around reel now are do those reels come in left-handed yet uh the tranks 300 and 400 will both be available in left hand 
Um, so coming soon for the 400, and then 300s are available now, I believe. And All right, that, that sounds pretty good. Yep. And then, again, the, uh, the different gear ratios on the 300 and then the 400. Yeah, so the different gear ratios, they both have a high gear and then just a normal. Um, so the high gear is going to be a 7.6 to 1, and the low gear is going to be a 5.8 to 1. And as far as pounds of drag, for the lower gear ratio, you're going to get 22 pounds of drag. And for the higher gear, you're going to look looking at uh, 18 pounds of drag in both sizes, the 300 and the 400. You know, ideally, what would you want to use the high gear for on what type of allure or whatever? And then what would you want to use that low gear for? Yeah, the high gear you're going to want to use for your top water baits thing. You're going to burn over the kelp, things like that. And then the lower gear ratio you're going to want where you need that extra drag on a yellowtail or something like that. Wow. Well, you know, we've already sold that uh, reel at Angler's Arsenal. I think, uh, you know, we've sold about half of what we brought in, but it seems to be the big buzz here at the Fred Hall Long Beach show. Uh, you know, I think uh, Shimano has really come out with a winner on that thing. Yeah, I totally agree. It's going to be the, the hot reel for the summer. So see your local dealers and pick one up and go give it a shot, and you won't be disappointed. All right, Alex from Shimano, thanks a lot for spending some time to us. And telling us about the new Tranks 300-400. Thank you for having me. All right. Hey, we'll be back with you with more. Well, we're cruising around the Fred Hall Show and a lot of things to do, a lot of things to learn. And one of the things I've done is I've stopped down at the Iserline booth, and they've got a whole area over here dedicated to nothing but not tying. And with me here is Norm Fujimoto from Iserline. He's on the pro staff. Norm, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Uh, tell me, uh, not tying, has this been a passion of yours for a little while or what? We've been doing this for a number of years. Probably, I've been doing it for probably almost 20 years now. And we've had an Iserline Not Coaches booth where we've taught children and adults. Uh, everybody that wants to learn to tie knots, do connections, we're more than happy to help them. We help them one-on-one. So they can actually get their hands on it and do it and retry it so to make sure that they get it correct before they leave. We also encourage them to practice. Sure. You know, how about yourself, though? Are you obsessed with knot tying? Is this just something as you're doing as part of your total fishing experience or what? Well, my dad started me uh, fishing when I was five years old, and he told me you better tie the knots right if you want to catch fish. So I've always concentrated in trying to make sure that I tied good knots and uh, they've seemed to hold up over the years. You know, when it comes to knot tying, what do you think one of the, the biggest failures that you constantly see when it comes to fishermen tying knots that they can improve on? I think more than anything, you have to be confident in the knot you tie. One of the things we see is people say, oh, i got to learn the, the latest knot. Okay, we can teach you this latest knot, but if you don't practice, you're not going to be confident and you have chances to make mistakes. So if you want to go to a new knot, our suggestion is practice, practice, and practice more. It's just like kids learning to play basketball. They go out and they they shoot baskets to get better. How many people do you know that tie knots over and over to get better at tying their knots? You don't see it very often. Well, and then obviously, it's a lot different situation sitting at your workbench in your garage where everything's standing still, the wind's not blowing, the deck's not moving, tying a knot, and then actually getting out there on the boat and having to tie a knot. 
two completely different situations. You really got to be confident in what you're doing. One of the things we tell people, if you can't tie it at home in front of your TV with other distractions around, uh, if you wait till you go to the boat, you're not going to do it. You're going to have problems. And every year we have people come back, oh, you taught me this great knot. And uh, I went out fishing and I forgot how to do it. Can you teach me again? And the first thing we always ask them, did you practice? No, I did not practice. So we'll start again, and our suggestion is always practice. Well, let's talk about some types of knots. Now, we're not going to try and instruct people on the radio here on knots to tie, but there's always a lot of information on the Iserline site or on YouTube on particular knots. So let's say if, if you're tying directly to the hook using Iserline braid, is there a knot that you prefer over any other knot? Personally, I usually will tie San Diego or, or Uni knots. Uh, there's a lot of other good knots out there, and it, it's kind of interesting. Uh, I've done fishing, luckily, all over the world, and I was in the Amazon, and we kind of had an experiment because we're tying braids straight to the lures, and we just hand the lure and the braid to the guide and ask him to tie it. Well, it's really interesting. One guy would do an improved clinch. Another guy would do a uni. Another guy would do a San Diego. Another guy would do a Palomar. They all tie different, <coughs> excuse me, different knots. But the thing that we've noticed was they had confidence in their knot. And that's the most important thing, that you tie it enough that you're comfortable and confident in the knot. Wow. You know, uh, when it comes to tying braid, how, how worried do you have to be of slippage on that braid as opposed to uh, copolymers and monofilaments? It is a lot. It's, it's more slippery, without a doubt. And a lot of times we'll recommend putting a couple more turns on the knot to help assure that it won't slip. Okay. When it comes to uh, tying, let's say, braid, as opposed to crimping, is there any type of general rule that you like to use or not? No. Uh, you know, some people like to crimp things and others like to tie knots. Uh, I'm one of the ones that normally like to tie knots. Well, I can understand that. <laughs> you do it pretty well. Uh, is there a point, though, when it comes to the pound test of a knot that you just go, now nah, it's time to crimp it? Well... You know, I had uh, one of the captains one time kind of laugh at me. I was going to put a hook on my line, and I go, oh, i got to grab my crimps. He goes, no, just tie it. I go, it's a 130-pound line. And I go, he goes, tie it. I go, show me. So I watched him, and then I tried it a few times, and he said that was good. And uh, sure enough, caught a fish, not held, and gave me a lot of confidence and uh so I, I'm confident you can tie heavy mono, but there are other people that just feel so much more secure crimping, crimping them. And a lot of times in my leaders, like if we're fishing uh, big baits with leaders, a lot of times I, I still will crimp those. All right. Can you tell us in that story what knot you were tying? San Diego. The San Diego knot. Yes. Yeah, that's a good knot. It's uh, it's actually more than 100% knot. and. I think you find nowadays when the Iserline runs their knot tying contest, there's a lot more people tying the San Diego knot because it's uh, of the, the strength of the knot. 
in our contest, that's been the most successful knot over the years. More people tie that than any other knot. Well, you know, and you're always tying, uh, you know, when you're showing people here, you're tying on Iser line. Uh, tell us about some of the features, advantages, and benefits of using Iser line. We, we have different types uh, of line that are designed for different purposes. Uh, our first string has uh, been designed really for the tuna fishing industry, and, and the big tuna is very strong, very abrasion resistant. Uh, we have like our triple X line, which is cast great. It's great for jigs, spinning reels. It's, it's softer, it's still strong and abrasion resistant, but it has less memory and is great for those uh, applications. So we, we have our platinum line, the bass fishermen like, they throw it in the weeds and all the junk that they throw their stuff in and the abrasion resistance really good and hold, holds up. So we have different lines for different purposes. You know, and then obviously Iser uh, uh, braid you got two braids, uh, types of braids. Tell us about those lines. Well, the the regular Iserline Spectre, the braid, we were the first company that came out with that many years ago with Russ Iser. Uh, and we found that it's still holding up well. We, we have reels that have had Spectre on it for 15, over 15 years. And long as you don't rub it on the bottom of the boat or stuff, it, it's fine. Uh, we have a, a new Iser braid. Uh, it's a little rougher, and it's great in the kelp, cutting the kelp. And it's actually a little less expensive than the regular Iser braid. So it's all good. You know, Iser line has been such a big name when it comes to the copolymers and line. It, and not only that, it still stays very reasonably priced. In compared to some of the other hybrids that seem to be on the market today, I, I think we try to give people a great value for the price that they pay for our line. All right. Hey, uh, if uh, let's one more thing. When you're doing a splice, let's say you're splicing Spectra to a fluorocarbon to make a kelp cutter rig or anything like that, uh, is there a knot that you like to go to that's quick and easy? Uh, we like that John Collins or RP knot. Yeah. It, it's simple. Uh, it works on a lot of different uh, weights of line, whether it's light or heavy. It's just been very reliable. And what we found, it's easy to teach people, and people remember how to, to tie that knot. It's much easier than the old Albrights we used to tie. You know, I've, I've also been told, and I found out when tying that knot, that instead of wetting it and pulling it you wet it and you snap it and it seems to hold better that way do you find that same or yeah. is that just a no that that is true you, you can snap it that way and it, it does snug up real real nice when you're you're trimming the tags off the uh the fluorocarbon and the uh the spectra how close do you really trim those tabs or do you still like to leave a little bit of a uh, a, a nub out because of of uh, slippage. I, I leave a little bit, but I, I found with the John Collins or RP knot, you don't need to really leave much at all. And uh, it, 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 as long as you cinch it up tight, it does not seem, doesn't seem to slip. Wow. Well, you know, I can't thank you enough for spending uh, uh, time with us, Norm, and, and tying knots over here. you got a lot of people waiting for you. 
really a great thing that Eisenlein does over here. Large area dedicated to just knot tying, and this area of the show is always busy. We, you know, we love doing it. Uh, you know, we thank the Fred Hall Show for letting us do this too. They're they're a big supporter of us in doing this knot tying. In fact, they're the ones that actually came up with the idea for us to do this. All right. So we owe, owe them a lot of thanks. Well, Norm uh, Fujimoto, thank you. Thanks a lot. We got to thank Wendy for letting us come over here and talk to you and stuff like that. You know, because she is. Uh, you know, represents Iserline and re- represents it really well. She does a good job. And uh, beside here, we're always happy to come out and talk to groups, too, if uh, you have any groups that would like us to come out and talk to their fishing clubs or whatever. That's a great thing. So and how's the best way to get a hold of you people to do that? Uh, info at Iserline.com. All right. You can email us. All right, Norm. Thank you very much for spending the time with us. Good luck. I know you're going to be busy because you got people waiting for you here now. Thank you very much. All right, this is Rod Real Radio. We'll be back with you with more after these messages. You can count on El Cajon Ford, as so many Southern Californians have for years. El Cajon Ford has the cars and trucks you can count on, like the all-new Fusion and Escape, Edge, Explorers, and more. And now, Fiestas with 38 MPG and Focus with 40 miles per gallon highway, plus C-Max Energy with up to 42 highway EPA estimates. El Cajon Ford has them now. Shop online at ElCajonFord.com. Choose from hundreds of your favorite F-Series trucks, too. El Cajon Ford knows trucks no matter what you're hauling or towing for a great weekend of fishing or for some fun in the desert now get special savings on every f-series truck in stock 150s 250s 350s at el cajon ford we have commercial trucks too including the all-new transit connect finally a commercial van with great mileage helping your business get moving again el cajon ford worth the short drive from anywhere in southern california broadway and east main at el cajon or online anytime anywhere at el Are you looking for a quality fishing experience out of Cabo San Lucas for you, your family, and friends, but are a bit set back with just what company to go with? Rod and Reel Radio urges you to try American and family-owned Land's End Charters. Land's End Charters offer their clients affordable and all-inclusive services on a variety of vessels and trips. Fish with their brand name fishing gear while experiencing the hospitality of a family-run business with over 50 years of experience. Go to LandsEndCharters.com to see all the current vessels and amenities available and call Cabo Greg or Jenny directly at 800-281-5778 when you're ready to get fishing. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, HM Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at 
www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. Fishing has got something for everybody. From the smallest angler to the oldest veteran, we can get you out there fishing with the greatest reels on the market today. From the all-new for 2016 Icon PT to the Tour Mag to the brand-new redesigned Smoke Reel, we've got something for everyone in your family. Have some fun. Take a kid fishing. They're the future of our sport. Quantum, we are performance-tuned. You can get your Quantum products at anglersarsenal.com or anglersarsenal.com at 619-466-8355. All right, welcome on back. We are at the Fred Hall Long Beach Show. You know, we've talked a little bit about products and services and and uh, people that you can come visit. And one of the things that makes the Fred Hall Show unique are the people that you come upon. And one of the people I've come on actually stumbled upon us, and I want to introduce to him. It's Mr. Uh, John Alvarez, or should I say Captain Alvarez. How you doing, sir? Well, I'm doing great. How are you doing? Yeah. Captain, you were uh, uh, telling me that you've got a, a long history as a boat captain, uh, first at uh, H&M or, uh, in the San Diego area, and then moving up to uh, Oceanside. Talk, talk to us a little bit uh, about that. I, I actually started out as a dishwasher uh, at Oceanside uh, Sport Fishing when it just moved into the harbor, and uh, I got a job on the half-day boat for uh, $13 a day. Wow, okay. And that was uh, from about 5.30 in the morning till, uh, till about 6 o'clock. And uh, I, I had a mentor on there, Captain Ludy Bridge, and he goes, you know what, you're not going to do this for two year, for forever. You're going to get your license when you get two years. And I did. I got to get my license, and then he moved on down to H&M Landing, and that's where I started my career down there as a second license and then uh, working for, uh, at the time, uh, H&M Landing, Mr. Miller was still uh, there, and uh, I started there as a, as a, as a deckhand, and uh, one day he came up, took me to his office, he goes, John, we'd like to send you to Crawford School of Navigation to get your license, and oh, I went, great. wow, and so, uh, of course, I got razzled by everybody, and which meant I better not fail this thing, and I went to Crawford's uh, School of Navigation for eight weeks, next thing I know, I got my license, and I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a, second, a second ticket. And I started working on the 80, uh, HM80, and moved on to HM85. And uh, later on, I, I worked for uh, Ted Griffith on the Coral Sea. Uh, they brought the Speed Twin down, and I was working with a, a guy named Red Covey, who's was around a long, long time. And uh, I got to run that a little bit. And uh, I was in sport fishing for about, you know, maybe eight years. And then I got into screen printing. Uh, I opened up a screen printing shop, and I started doing shirts for our boats. Yeah. And the next thing I know, I've got a screen printing company, and I did that for about 18 years. And uh, uh, I got out of sport fishing. I was wondering what I was going to do, and I got into screen printing. I did that for 18 years. And then after that, out of just a series of screw-ups, misfortunes, and just pure dumb luck, I opened up a little coffee house in the Oceanside Harbor, and we called it the Nautical Bean. And uh, we're now celebrating our 23rd, uh, 23rd year in the Oceanside Harbor. And one of the things that, that I found out working in the coffee industry is that people drink coffee for very few reasons, really. One of them is to 
stay awake, to wake up, you know, get a little buzz in the morning. And uh, I haven't quite got the idea of drinking coffee at night, because if I drink coffee at night, I'm all, I'm, I'm all done. And uh, one of the things that I, that I wanted to do is, I remember uh, when I was working on the HM85, and I was introduced to you know, all the different facets and areas of the boat, they, inter- they took me to the galley, and at the time, Bobby Wire was running the boat, and he took me to the galley, and he looked at one of those uh, coffee brewers, the bun brewers that have like two or three pots, sure. and he goes, okay, that's the decaf, that's for the passengers. Those two other ones over there, that's for the passengers. Now that one, on the top, you leave it alone. That brews all day for the night watch crew. <laughs> and I remembered that, right? In the coffee business, I, w- I wanted to come up with something real special. And what I found out in the coffee business is that there are two basic types of coffee. There's, a, there's what they call a Robusta and a Arabica. And the Arabica is all the gourmet coffees that you hear at Starbucks or wherever they're going to sure. do. And the Robusta is mostly used for uh, espressos. And by nature, it has, about, it has twice the caffeine. Now, that's the bean itself. That's it the isn't bean. the method of roasting it. No. Well, the roasting has something to do with it. Uh, when you, The longer you roast the bean, the more caffeine you roast out of it. When you get it past about 130, 140 degrees, you start losing caffeine. Like a French roast coffee, uh, you're losing about 30%. It's going up the smokestack. Okay. And uh, by nature, the Robusta has twice the caffeine content of the uh, Arabica. And so I call my roaster up and I go... Hey, um, you, have you ever done 100% Robusta? He goes, oh, no, we don't do that. I go, well, why not? He goes, well, it didn't taste very good. I go, well, I'm looking for, like, side effects. I, I, I you know, I want to get something out there. And then I found out that the lighter you roast it, uh, again, it, it enhances uh, the caffeine performance in it by not going up the smokestack. And so I started on this journey of, of Nightwatch, right? And uh, over the years, we perfected and perfected it. And finally, about four years ago... We, with my roaster, after about a year of testing, we came up with the coffee, and he goes, wow, what are you going to call it? I'm going to call it Night Watch. Yeah. Uh, and so we trademarked the name Night Watch, and then we also have Wake Up With, and then um, it's roasted for maximum caffeine performance, and it, it works. I mean, you want to go out there, and you want to wake up, that's what we do. I don't know if you know Ken of Custom uh, Rod and Reel. Sure. He's been our customer since day one, and he got on the night watch every morning. If he's not on a show or on a trip, it's a 20-ounce night watch, right? Wow. And now, when he takes his trips, he does a, a 10-day trip and a 14-day trip. Uh, and he'll go, okay, I'm going to be leaving in a, in a couple of weeks. I need 10 pounds of night watch for the 10-day trip and 14 pounds of night watch for the 14-day trip. And, and uh, so anyway, we, we, we've been working on this, and we were supposed to launch a website yesterday, which is the March 1st. Okay. And uh, the lady that did my shopping, uh, Shopify uh, cart called me up because on our website, it said coming, uh, opening soon. And um, oh, yeah, the, the website, when you, when you logged on, it said, it had our logo, Nightwatch logo, and it said, opening soon. Uh, the first 150 people will get a permanent 10% discount. So I got a call uh, two days ago from her, and she goes, John, I got good news, and I got bad news. Oh. I go, uh, well, uh, give me the bad news first. He goes, well, it's really not bad news. It's that 
we checked and you got over 10,000. So people just found, how'd, the, well, how'd they find you? Well, here's, here's the thing. We've been around, we've been doing a night watch for sure. 20 years. And it's been to Iraq. Through, I have two son-in-laws, both in Iraq and Afghanistan, uh, with Kenny, and then we, we, we've been sending out a lot, and then we do send out coffee, and that's what happened. We got, like I said, over 10,000, so I had to get with my roaster. I got a call out with them today to see if we could up the amount, and uh, we're real excited about it. Well, let's talk about Nautical Bean. Can you get... Night Watch at Nautical Bean itself. Yeah, the Night Watch is available at, at the Nautical Bean. We're at okay. 240 Harbor Drive, Oceanside Harbor, just west of, uh, uh, of, the, of the lighthouse that you see down there. Okay, and does Nautical Bean have a website itself? Yeah. Yes, it's nauticalbean.com. Okay. And uh, if you go on the website, you can check on there and uh, in the menu, look at video. We have a, about a minute and 32 second video. Yes. Thank you. We have about a minute and thirty second video of our of our. uh, All right. And at Nautical Bean, how many varieties of coffee do you offer your patrons there? Okay, we offer about thirty of the top coffees. We we really specialize in what we call grade one and twos, which are specialty coffees. We're the only coffee house in San Diego County and probably even up in L.A. that brew Jamaican Blue Mountain Wallingford Estate, which is uh, $68 a pound. We brew 100% Kona Extra Fancy at $54 a pound. And we also brew, and you can see that on our website. And uh, you can also check on there. It'll say Nightwatch Charters. Still, I still have a license, so I do, I do charters and I do half-hour tours. Wow, out of Oceanside Harbor. Out of Oceanside Harbor, out of Elgrids. And so the new site is going to be nightwatch.com. It's going to be nightwatchcoffee.com. Nightwatchcoffee.com. Yes. And look forward to seeing it real soon. And you'll be able to get the real deal here real quick. And what I want to do there, uh, it's a hop along. Yeah. I'm going to send you a box load of coffee. (laughs) And for me, I can't drink coffee after 5 o'clock. This night watch will keep you awake because we only get two responses for my night watch coffee when I suggest it. They'll come in, uh, I got mild, medium, bold, or I have a wake-up. And he goes, well, I'll try that wake-up call. They take off, they come back, and I'll get one or two responses. Where has that stuff been all my life? I'll take a 20-ounce. And the other one is... I go, how was that coffee? Another night watcher? No. I was up till like 3, 4 o'clock. I'm going, no, no, my mom. No, I can't. Which is a great response because our coffee is not, doesn't, it's not uh, French roasted or anything. It's got a great, very chocolatey kind of fruity flavor. And so what happens is that same person that goes, I don't want none, comes in, maybe had a long night, maybe had one or two many toddies. And they come in and I go, oh, you want your regular? He goes, no. Why don't you give me one of those night watches? I need to get going here. Right. I, I just love the association with the coffee, with the fishing industry, and the names and everything else like that. The fact that you were a skipper and the fact that the deckhands come in, they this oh. is a product that they're looking for, and they need that little extra boost. We have night watch available in a couple other places, coffee houses, and, what, and I go back and I go, well, how's it going? He goes, We're sell- it's selling good, but you know what happens? We get a lot of rest people that work at restaurants. They'll come in and buy a 20-ounce, and they sip on that all night. Gets them through their shift. <laughs> all right. Tell us the two locations now where we'll be able to get your coffee. Okay, the Night Watch Coffee is available at a Nautical Bean Coffee Company in Oceanside Harbor. There's another one called Loose Leaf, Loose Leaf and Tea Ca- uh, Bar 
on uh, Mission Avenue in Oceanside, and also uh, it's called Rain or Shine Coffee. All right. Okay, in Oceanside. And one last thing. Yes, Joe. I don't know if you heard about cold brew. Cold brew now is coffee that's that's been brewed in water for 12 to 24 hours, and then you get what they call a uh, 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 a concentrate, and then you mix it with water. And what they're doing now is they're they're putting it through uh, beer dispensers. They keg it up, they put it through yeah. about 55 pounds, and it's called cold brew nitro, and it's going off the chart. I mean, I've got beer companies going after me now. Uh, tomorrow I got a, a, a tomorrow morning with uh, I've got an appointment at uh, St. Archer. Okay. Uh, well, it brewery. sounds this night watch coffee. It sounds like it's something I've got to cut <laughs> just to be able to keep it. Man, yeah. Captain John Arch, thanks for telling us the story oh, about hey. your history in the fishing industry and then how you turned that into brewing coffee and still thinking about your roots in sports fishing. I appreciate it. Oh, it's, been, it's an honor and a privilege. Thank you very much for having me. All right. Hey, this is Rod and Real Radio. There's more to come from the Fred Hall Show. Stay tuned. And welcome back. We are at the Fred Hall Show. We're visiting people that we know, destination spots that we love going to, and hey, we've come across one of our favorite spots at Cedrus Island. We go there with Cedrus Outdoor Adventures. Jose Angel's with us. Jose, how you doing, sir? I'm good. We are in a very busy show, even if it's the first day, but we have we have a lot of people here. I have been waiting 30 minutes just to talk to you. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, you've got a small booth over here, but you're one of the most popular booths at the show here. People people are loving it. Yeah, I'm glad to see all these people making all the questions. We're running out of brochures, so I need to get more in a few minutes. All right. So it's a good experience. I hope uh, we get a lot of people visiting us this year. Well, you know, every year when we talk to you, we like to talk about some of the new things that are happening at the Baja Magic Lodge. And we, we talked to you right after you first built it and... There was an improvement here. Last time I was there, you had done a lot of walkways, a lot of concrete work. Tell us some of the new things that when people come down in 2017 that they're going to see at the Baja Magic Lodge when going with Cedros Outdoor Adventures. Yeah, uh, for instance, um, that I can remember right now is we have more kayaks now. We have a paddleboard that we're testing to see how that works. Uh, we have a new uh, hot tub. I'm still working on the hot part of the hot tub. But All right. It's going to be ready by March, by, I mean by May. Uh, and should I talk about the, the biosphere? Sure. Now? Let's talk. Yeah, let's go and talk about that. <laughs> you know, we talked a little bit about the Mexican government. Mm-hmm. They want to creating biospheres or ecological zones around a lot of the islands off the Baja Peninsula. Tell us about that and what has happened since December. Okay, on December 7th, the Mexican government, the president of Mexico, uh, signed a decree that uh, established a biosphere reserve in the marine uh, waters around most of the islands in the Pacific coast of Baja California. And that is, uh, I believe, 19 islands. But the, the most important part of it, for us at least, is that the waters around Cedros and San Benito will be protected too. And by protection, I mean <clears throat> they're going to ban the use of shrimp trawlers, persainers, uh, the big boats that come from somewhere else, and just deplete the whole place. It's a, it's a really big uh, effort, and it's a great news for us, for the operators from Cedros Island, 
because we will be the only ones allowed to to exploit anything in these waters, including sport fishing and ecotourism. You know, when people think about commercial fishing, sailing, they think about them taking all all the big fish, the quality fish that the sportsmen go after, but also those saners come in and they deplete a lot of the uh, uh, the bait fish and and just everything, and it, it makes it pretty tough for the fish to survive afterwards. Exactly. Uh, the per saners, uh, to begin with, they take all the bait, and without the bait, the big fish is not showing up. And on the other hand, the fish, tro- the shrimp trawlers, are one of the most destructive fisheries in the world. So. By banning those those two kind of uh, operations, we we um, we're expecting to see a big change in the amount of fish, which, uh, by the way, has been always great. But now, without them, we expect it to be even more more impressive. Well, that should be good because the fishing at Cedrus Island has always been impressive. I, I can't imagine how it could get much better, but you've been there for a lot longer than I have, so you've probably seen the change over the years. Yeah, well, um, what has been happening is that for many years these, these boats uh, from other places have been fishing the, the waters, and when they show up, uh, for instance, um, in September, uh, you can see the difference in the fish that we're catching. We see smaller fish or less fish, so... Without them, it's, it's going to be very noticeable. We hope that the next, from now on, all the future, we have a, we're going to have a very good fisheries. Well, you know, I've had the pleasure of coming down and visiting with you at the Baja Magic Lodge at uh, Cedrus Outdoor Adventures. I've got my personal best yellowtail. At, oh, nice. And somewhere you've got a picture stowed away of yeah. the, of you and I on the dock with that thing. I'd like to get that one of these days. I'll send it to you. And then also... Uh, had the most calicos we ever had in one day. We went out one day, and my partner and I, two of us on a ponga, 171 calico bass, as counted by the pongadero we had. And that wasn't even a full day fishing because we went over on the west side of the island. It took us an hour and a half to get there and and an hour and a half to get back. Uh, just sometimes you can find tremendous fishing. It, yeah, that's right. I think the record for uh, calico bass was a guy... I don't remember his name, maybe 300 calicos in a day. Wow. And for Yellowtail, I was in a panga with uh, two other guys, three other guys, and we catch and release 50 Yellowtail hey. in one day. Well, when we were down there uh, last fall, I mean, uh, the Yellowtail were as sick as fleas on an old dog. And we were looking to, we left fish in order to try and find fish, and we'd still run into Yellowtail and everything. We were hoping to get some Dorado, but we were there. A little bit late in the year, but what a fantastic fishery for Yellowtail, my gosh. Yeah, it's really impressive since the beginning. Uh, I don't have a, a reference point because I, I uh, the only place I've fished ever has been Cedros. So I don't know what's going on in other places, but at least with this new uh, regulation, we're going to have a, we're going to see pretty interesting stuff. I think uh, the fishery is going to be just fantastic. Well, it, it's a variety of fish, though. I mean, we've talked about calico bass and yellowtail, but when I was down there, we were catching tuna, we were catching dorado, we were catching halibut, some of the biggest sheep's head I've ever seen, other types of, of rockfish. Uh, I, I've not seen a white sea bass there, but I'm sure there's got to be white sea bass, too. We uh, uh, Just a tremendous variety of fish. Yeah, just to give you an idea... Uh my friends from the island called me yesterday and they told me that the day before yesterday they were catching 
40 plus uh, uh, pounds of uh, uh, white sea bass. No. And also 30 pounders of yellowtail. So the fish is already there. Hopefully this will be a, a very, very good season like it's always. Well, let's talk about the season at Cedros Island. When is the season the best time to come down to the lodge and the time that you're normally open? <coughs> yeah, what we, what we like to tell to people who ask this question is that we have very, very good fishing for yellowtail in July, August, and September. But uh, before and after, there's also big fish. We just... Uh, <coughs> Maybe maybe don't have that many or that big, but the fish is this year uh, pretty much uh, ten year, ten months of the year. Wow, that is great. It, the weather's normally always good down there, and even if it rains for part of a day, it's tropical rain. It goes away, and you can fish in it, and you come back and fish the next day. Yeah, we call it baja rain, which is just <laughs> to get you wet a little bit. But it's true that um, the the side of the island that we fish most of the time. Is protected from the winds. Yes. So we go out every single day. Unlike other places where you don't go out when it's windy, pretty much we've been, in 10 years, we only have canceled two, maybe two days of outing because of a couple of hurricanes went by. But other than that, we go out every single day. And the island is unique because it has been habitated uh, for uh, maybe 12 to 14,000 years, but it's the only offshore island from the peninsula that has its own supply of fresh water. Uh, that's well, except Guadalupe. Guadalupe also has fresh water. Oh, I didn't know that. And okay. maybe in the past, uh, well, Cedros have several springs. It has a lot of water there. But also Benitos, probably in the past when uh, the the weather, the the uh, the environment was different, probably they have water also on Benitos. Wow. So not anymore. It's very dry, but it's still. Uh, it's very interesting to see all the archaeology of the island, too, for those interested in learning some, some more stuff. There's a book out there uh, written by an archaeologist, and it's really, really interesting. Well, to get some of the best fishing you can ever imagine, it's at uh, Cedros Outdoor Adventures at uh, Cedros Island. Tell us, how do we get in contact with you to find out what the schedule is? Because as we've been sitting here, you've been selling trips left and right, so... This, these, tri- uh, these trips are going to go fast. How do people get in contact with you, Jose? Yes, uh, you can Google Cedros Island and we'll be on top of the, of, uh, the search. Uh, you can also go directly to www.cedrosoutdooradventures.com. Uh, you see all the contact information, email, phone numbers. And just contact us and our uh, res- super-duper reservation manager, Rowan. She's sitting She's there. She's here, yes. Uh, she will take care of you and give you all the information you need. All right. Jose Angel from uh, Cedros Outdoor Adventures. What a what a trip to go! Get a hold of them and book now because if you wait until later on in the year, you're not going to be able to get the dates that you want to be there. Thanks a lot, Jose. You're welcome. Thank you very much. All right. Hey, uh, we've got more from the Fred Hall Show. Stay tuned. Amber Marine has been servicing boats and outboard motors for more than 30 years in the Newport Harbor area. They're a factory-authorized dealer for Tohatsu and Nissan outboards and also provide factory-authorized repair and service for all types of marine outboards. Located near the corner of 17th and Placentia Avenue, Amber Marine is at 786 Newton Way in Costa Mesa. Affordable boating and repair since 1982. 949-646-6918 and on the web at ambermarine.net. 
Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel specially heat treated to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. The Gamakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, H&M Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. Hey, everybody, this is a message for our listeners from a new Baja Magic Lodge at Cedros Island. Cedros Outdoor Adventures wants to make your dream of fishing Cedros Island a reality. Want to go after giant calicos or yellowtail with the best Cedros Island fishing organization, but you just don't know who to contact? Then give Cedros Outdoor Adventures a call at 619-793-5419, or even better yet, log on to their informative website at cedrosoutdooradventures.com. There you can visit their trip calendar and schedule a trip that's convenient for you. Once again, the phone number is 619-793-5419 or their website of cedrosoutdooradventures.com. If the fish are biting, I'm on my boat, rain or shine. Of course, I wear my life jacket. It's like wearing a seatbelt. Clip it on, grab my tackle box, and hit the water. Love California, boat California, save California. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Well... If you recall, when we were interviewing Bart Hall, Bart Hall was pretty proud of the fact that he had a number of great destination spots that you could come and talk about here, talk about Canada, Alaska, uh, you name it. But I was going by here, and he happened to mention that there was going to be a group from American Samoa here. And I thought, well, let's see what fishing American Samoa is all about. So we have the guys that are involved with it now, right now, Russ Cox and Peter Crispin. And Russ, let's talk to you. Uh, tell us a little bit about fishing, the history of fishing American Samoa. Well, uh, American Samoa is based on um, a lot of commercial fishing. Um, there's there's plenty of commercial fishing. It has some very large canneries there. Um, but the recreational fishing side of it is uh, largely untouched. So we do, uh, yeah, we do a lot of fishing for uh, for the usual suspects: marlin, sails. Um, yellowfin, wahoo, dolphin, dogtooth, yeah, just just everything's out there. So it's a, it's a great destination for, for recreational fishing, for sure. Yeah, if you will, uh, Peter, uh, um, a lot of people don't know America and Samoa. Why is it uh, called American, and, and what makes it different than, you know, any of the other islands there in the South Pacific? Um, well, for the South Pacific... We're called American because we're a territory of the United States. 
Um, since 1901 was when the US flag was raised over American Samoa. Uh, it's the southernmost uh, part of the US of A. Um, and the, fit, the, the place is pretty unique. It's not very big. I always describe it as Hawaii 75 years ago. Um, there's none of the big hotels. Everything is locally run and locally owned. And it's pretty unique in that we're off the beaten path and there's not a lot of tour tourism there. We have some tremendous national parks. We have great diving and we have great fishing. Well, it sounds like it. Now, a, a fellow like me that's never been over there, I'm, this is a bucket list type of thing. And the, the first thing I think of is, how do I ever arrange to get there? So why don't you tell us how, how the path fishermen take to get to come see you? Well, from the U.S., you'd, you'd fly to Hawaii, be it from the uh, Los Angeles, San Francisco, or any part of you. You go to Hawaii, and then you uh, catch the flight Hawaiian Air from Hawaii down to American Samoa. There's two flights a week on a Monday night and a Wednesday. Uh, sorry, a Friday night. We get sometimes Wednesday in the holiday season, uh, school holidays. Uh, but we have the two flights a week. Like I say, it's pretty unique to get to. And uh, we like to think of it as a place off the beaten track. And, uh, and it's not overpopulated, and it's just a fun place to be. Captain Russ, tell us a little bit about the boats that we're fishing on, and then also, what species of fish do you target when you go down there? Well, um, we target, um, well, first of all, the, the three boats that we have um, for charter fishing is uh, a 50-foot aluminum, aluminum, sorry, I'll speak American, uh, aluminum catamaran um, called Double Hooked, um, we have a, a 39 foot uh, aluminum cat catamaran called Double Barrel, and we've got um, a little uh, Ocean Master, isn't it? Um, it's a 30, 33 foot, um, yeah, and that, uh, that they all get up along and uh, they're all very well kitted out for, uh, for fishing. Um, the species that we target, we actually, uh, when we go out fishing, we target food and um, we, we say quite often, though, I hope we don't get a marlin, which usually means that we catch two or three, which is, uh, <laughs> okay. yeah, a little bit frustrating at times for us because um, obviously we don't eat them. Um, we just tag and release all the marlin and, uh, and that sort of stuff. The larger ones we, we'll, we'll take back if it's uh, for the rolling board or, um, you know, or for a client who wants to uh, get photos with it, but uh, generally we like to tag and release marlin. Sailfish are the same, we tag and release those, but we get some very good uh, yellowfin there. And uh, in fact, just last week, uh, a friend of ours hauled in a 152.6 pound yellowfin. So, um, yeah, and um, yeah, so there's lots of yellows going through there. Wahoo, uh, which is great mm -hmm. eating, and also the, uh, the Dorado dolphin fish. Uh, the, well, the Masi, Mahi Mahi, they call them in, uh, in Hawaii. We're speaking with uh, Captain uh, Russ Cox. Uh, Captain, uh, is it kind of like uh, fishing Hawaii that uh, you don't have to get too far off the shoreline and you're in thousands of feet of water? Or is the uh, geology of uh, American Samoa that you're doing a lot more reef fishing? 
Um, we do do um, quite a bit of bottom fishing, um, and that's down at sort of between 800 to 1,000 feet we do bottom fishing, but um, just off the literally half a mile from, the, from shore, you're in 2,500 to 3,000 feet of water, so it does drop off very, very rapidly, and with the oceanic currents and all that sort of stuff through there, we get a lot of the predators, um, you know, like the, the yellowfin and, and all that just sitting in the current lines, and yeah, it's uh, it's absolutely fantastic fishing. It really is. Peter, when uh, people get to the island, what about uh, transportation, accommodations? Is it turnkey operation when they uh, sign up to go fishing with you guys? Uh, we can arrange everything. Everybody is different. And uh, like, a, like we say, um, we don't have a huge amount of tourism, and it's untouched. Most times we'll tailor what people need. If they want place to stay um it just so happens tom is here runs sadie's hotels and we recommend people to stay there and that this can all be arranged it's hard to put a package deal together because we just do not get the numbers but if somebody wants to come there we'll tailor it to what they want to do so it's, it's not just going out and you know turn up at six and back at so normally what you do, you get, uh, let's say, a, a couple of guys or a group of four guys say, hey, yeah. we want to come out, fish the islands with you, and then yeah. you start working on the deal for them. We start working on the deal. Um, the airlines are the airlines. You know, they're going to uh, charge whatever, whatever the they guy, charge, whatever get down the there, sure. rate is. But then there's Tom. We, we work together and uh, with the hotel. So if they want to stay for three, four nights, that can be arranged. If they want to stay for a week, that can be arranged. Right. Let's talk to Tom here. Tom, I'm John from Rod and Reel Radio. And hey, good day, John. Hey, good day to you. And you run one of the hotels there on the island. Well, we're actually two, <coughs> excuse me, we run two, we've got two hotels there. Uh, one's a little boutique hotel with only 16 rooms. Um, excellent uh, air condition. Oh, everything's air conditioned, of course. Um, bar, restaurant, we're right on the dock, right alongside where the fishing boat is. And our other hotel is about a half a mile away, and it's great for the ladies. It's on the beach, got a swimming pool, all the rest of it. Now, what's the name of the hotel? Sadie's Hotels. It's Sadie Thompson Inn and Sadie's by the Sea. And there's got to be a story behind those. There's names. definitely a story behind that. <laughs> Who is she? Yeah. Sadie. Sadie was from the Red Light District in Hawaii. Ah, anyway, I see. yeah, yeah. Many uh, Somerset Warm. If anybody knows the story, short story Rain, made into a movie three times, uh, very successful, and uh, we trade on that. All right. Captain Russ, uh, what happens to the catch, the fishermen catch? Uh, do they want to bring it back all the way from Samoa to consume it here, or uh, can they keep it? Is it donated to uh, agencies in the city, or is it catch and release, or what happens, or is it all the above? Um, pretty much it's all the above. We always like to see our anglers get a, uh, get a good feed of, um, of fish, um, so we can either fill it at um, some of it for them, or we can drop it off if they're staying at uh, with Tom. We can drop some off there, and um, and the the chef looks after them, make sure that they get a, a feed of the fish that they've caught that day. So. All right, and Peter, getting on back to you, uh, uh, give us an idea of what the size of the island, or is it a number of islands? Well, how much of a landmass are we talking about compared to something we can relate to here? in the uh the 48 okay the the, um island is the main island is 72 square miles approximately 30 miles long five miles wide 
may have six in places, bit skinny in other places, wider in others. Um, there's the Manuta group, which is approximately 60 miles to the east, and that consists of uh, Ofu, Olasanga, and the island of Tau, which are beautiful beaches, beautiful place, and completely untouched. Um, there's Rose Atoll, which is a monument, national monument, which is 160 miles east of uh, Tutuila, which comes under the U.S. jurisdiction. Uh, the unfortunate part there is you can't land on it unless you have permission. And then there's Swains Island, which is around about 180 miles uh, north of us, and that is part of the uh, the uh, appellate. Uh, Archipelago also. Right. Uh, Tommy, uh, Peter's told us that uh, this isn't necessarily a tourist destination. Is that because it's way out of the way? It hasn't been marketed? Or you all want to keep it a secret? Well, we <laughs> Good question. Good question. It's, yeah, yeah. No, it's, 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 um, it's, it's off the beaten track, but not by very much, and people don't realize it. We're, we're um, handicapped a little bit by U.S. laws. We get cabotage laws there, and Foreign airlines can't come and pick up. We considered an American um, airport, and they can't pick up people there and go down to another American airport, and it screws us over terribly. We can't. That's why there's no competition. There's airlines flying through, but they can't I take from American port to American port. Wow! And even so long, right? Captain Russ, when it comes to bringing equipment, I know guys like to bring equipment, but the airlines, the way they are right now, uh, you bringing your equipment probably is. A big percentage of what the uh, airfare is. What do you do for equipment for the, the the fishermen that come on down there? We have uh, we run all our own gear, um, and uh, yeah, we run eighty pound gear most of the time because we find that anything smaller gets uh, gets all torn up. It's um, okay. Yeah, but um, people are welcome to bring their own gear, and we'll uh, we'll happily happily use it for, with them. Um, and they're welcome to use our gear as well. We've got um, now. You're mainly trolling, or do you use artificials, or is is there a source of uh, live bait that you can fish with there too? We we typically we run lures, um, and yeah, it's just plastic lures. And we certainly catch uh, we we catch enough with uh, with artificial lures, and with so we don't really have to uh, live bait or anything. In fact, when we do live bait, um, it usually brings up a lot of sharks. So, oh, right. Uh, yeah, right. Well, I've got to ask you, how do we find out? How do we get to you? How do we find out more information about you? Where do we go? Uh, you can go to uh, Pango Pango Marine Charters on our website. And uh, you can contact us at area code 684 uh, six, uh, 733-0964. That's Russ's phone number. My number is uh, 684-733-2847. Or we're on Facebook. We have a Facebook page that's there. And if you Google uh, Fishing American Samoa, we come right up top of the list. Okay, that's... And it's spelled P-A-G-O, and you, you pronounce yeah. that? Pongo. Pongo. Pongo yeah. Marine Charters. You've got to realize uh, I don't have the same accent that you have. <laughs> yeah. What? Where are your accents from? Are you all Australian? Well, or? No, no. <laughs> Uh-oh. Man, I just got in trouble. Hey, hey, come on. I'm, uh, you know, I'm from Southern California. Guys, uh, are, you, uh, are your accents all from the same place? 
Uh, no, no, we're not. Um, I'm a I'm a Kiwi. If you know where that's from. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, and um, Tommy, how about yeah, yeah, yourself? Yeah. I'm from I'm from Kiwi also. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm from England, and uh, I had my accent butchered in New Zealand for six years before going to American Samoa 42 years ago. Well, unfortunately, I only run a two-hour show, or else we get into the story on how you guys made it on down there. But I appreciate you guys spending the time to talk about you know, Pongo Marine Charters and fishing American Samoa. It sounds like a bucket list type of thing, but it's something we got to do. And, and you don't make it, you make it so it's not that difficult. Well, we find it not difficult because we have to do it. And really, it's not that difficult. Once you're there, it's uh, the people there are absolutely brilliant. You know, they're very, very friendly, like all of Polynesia. And it, it's a wonderful time. And uh, so... What can I say? I, I went there for six Same. months, and I'm still there 42 years later. <laughs> Before you go, this is this is the hostess for the mostest from Sadie's Hotels. We brought her specially here for your interview. Well, I appreciate that. And your name is? T. T. Uh-huh. And at Sadie's, what, what is your uh, function at Sadie's? What? What, what do you do there? Um, I'm she works, she works my... for me. She works oh, for I, you. Okay, I work well, for him. Well, well, I work for her, actually. Tommy, thank, <laughs> thank God there's someone competent working over there. <laughs> I, hey. t- I tell him what to do. As you can tell, we're still at the Fred Hall Show in Long Beach. We're going to take a break right now. We'll be back after these commercial messages. Chris Randall from Chief Sports Fishing. And Captain Chris, tell us about what's happening on the Chief now that the tuna season is upon us. It's here and it's time to go on the Chief. For those of you that are not familiar with the vessel, she's an 85 by 24 deluxe sport fisher that offers a wide variety of open party trips ranging from one to five days in length. We're also available for private group charters. The Chief's onboard anemones include a fully remodeled galley with comfortable seating for 25, twin flat screen TVs with hundreds of movies, two roomy indoor heads with fresh hot water showers, stateroom and open berthing areas, an impressively large deck area, 200 scoop bait capacity, we have twin six ton spray brine fish holds to keep your catch fresh, and our professional courteous crew will go the extra mile to make your trip a memorable one. To view our schedule, log on to H&M Landing at www.hmlanding.com or feel free to give them a call at 619-222-1144 You can also follow us on Facebook and at our webpage at chiefsportfishing.com. Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong, but not brittle. Gamakatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ringed hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. Hey, bass fishermen, who do you call for your bass boat insurance? Well, if you're not calling me at 1-800-BASS-BOAT for your boat insurance, you're probably paying too much and may not have the coverage that you need. In 1974, I developed the bass boat program that is what all the pros use today. The reason? No depreciation or any partial claim for your hull, 
your big motor, your trolling motor, or your electronics until your boat's 10 years old. That's right. You only pay $250 to get your boat on the water for any partial claim, and we still pay a stated value replacement cost for your boat if you have a total loss. We're the only people in the industry that does that, and that's why we are the choice of the pros. So if you want the best, forget the rest. Just call 1-800-BASSBOAT. Call 1-800-227-7262 or just spell BASSBOAT. 1-800-BASSBOAT. I know there's too many letters, but the T is free and the call's on me. That's 1-800-BASSBOAT, the choice of the pros for Bass Boat Insurance. For more information, log on to 1-800-BASSBOAT.com. Hey, I've had a chance to be on this boat before, and uh, welcome back. We're at the Fred Hall Show, and I've got with me... Captain Butch from the uh, El Dorado. Captain Butch, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing well. Today's the first day of the Fred Hall Show, and we're excited to be here. Well, I know you run the boat back and forth. Uh, tell us uh, from where to where does the boat go, because I know it's over uh, in San Diego part of the year, and then what happens the rest of the year? Uh, we're currently running out of uh, Long Beach Sport Fishing Berth 55. We'll be uh, targeting San Nicolas Island through the month of March, and then switching over to uh, surface fishing. And... Um, Around the middle of July, we'll head down to Point Loma Sport Fishing in San Diego and fish uh, tuna down there for uh, the rest of the year. Oh, I don't know. You probably could have stayed up north and gone after those bluefin all year if you really uh, needed to. Well, we went south to San Diego, and we turned the boat around and went north. <laughs> and then maybe uh, uh, the albacore might be in this year. That could be kind of fun. That would be nice. If we can get albacore this year, it would be great. We haven't seen them for a while, and... Uh, Let's see if we can be ready for them. Well, Captain Butch, I know you are known for your fishing prowesses and all the adventures on the uh, El Dorado, but you have come up with an instrument to help tuna fishermen. Tell us a little bit about it. I, I have a little product. It's called Tuna Tamers, and it's a tuna spike. And what we do with it is the, the fish is a very valuable uh, commodity, the meat. So you don't want the fish beating themselves on the deck. So we have this tuna spike, six inches long, and it's made out of 316 stainless. We put it through the top of the head, spike it, paralyze it to keep it from stop flopping on the deck where we can ensure that you have a good quality meat. How tough is that to, to use? I mean, if you get on one of the, uh, the sports fishers, can you have the deck hand do it or you have to do it? Or what's the normal protocol for using this? Uh, it's a lot of the crews carrying them. The deck hands are carrying them. And they're the ones that are going to spike your fish for you. And then they'll bleed it. If you're a private boater, it's a good thing to have on your boat for a couple of reasons. One is you have a small boat and you have a boat uh, fish flopping around, could it get in your way, could trip over it. This way it's paralyzed and a little bit more safety for you on your private vessel as well. Now, I've seen the heads of these things. You've done in all different types of designs. If people go to a place like uh, Fisherman's Landing, Tackle, or wherever it is, uh, what are they looking for when they're looking uh, for the tuna tamer? Uh, you can just go into Fisherman's Landing and our uh, Dana Landing and ask for the tuna tamer. They should have them in the display cases. Not a problem. If you don't uh, quite understand what it is that we've got, they'll be happy to show you how it's used. You know, I, I, how'd you first come up with the idea on this thing that you could actually tranquilize the fish by using this product? I wasn't the one that came up with it. Uh, I guess this has been, been done for many years, and I needed one for myself, and... I didn't see one that I liked, so I made one, and then my crew wanted one, and it's just kind of snowballed from that. Oh, wow. Well, you know, I think it's a, a great innovation, uh, especially for the private boaters that might be in a smaller boat. And with these fish that we've been getting into, 
when they bring that fish aboard, it can be really dangerous if it's flopping around. That, that is true. I, I think for the, the private boaters really need to look at this if they're catching tuna. They can say, hey, this is what's happening on our boat, and they can eliminate this and have something kind of cool, cool in their uh, hip pocket there as well. Bush, does this work on any other species of fish besides tuna? It does. We've done it on the uh, Dorado. Dorado are really notorious for being uh, fish that flop around, and, and anybody that's caught a Dorado, you know, does contest to that. So, yes, we can do it on that. Also, halibut are a boat uh, fish that flops around a lot, too. So any boat, any, excuse me, boat, any fish that does a lot of movement on the deck, you'd want to have this. Yellowtail as well. It's just not for tuna, but we call it the tuna tamer. Uh, if we want to see some type of videos on how to use this thing, because there's a little learning curve, I would guess, in learning how to properly apply the tuna tamer to a fish. I look on uh, Instagram on tuna tamers, and you'll find there. That's where I have an Instagram page on tuna tamers. All right. And if people want to find out more about the product, is it available over the Internet or what? Uh, it is currently not available. Excuse me. It is available over the Internet. It's available at surfaceiron.com. They're available at surfaceiron.com on the internet. All right. Well, you know, what a great little product. You came up with it. You saw this niche that, uh, you know, needed to be filled, and it's really a part of safety. And I think also if that fish is is quelled as quickly as it can, it doesn't build up a lot of the lactic acids in it and everything like that, you're going to get a better quality of meat. And, it's, you know, it's, fishing is not a cheap sport. You want to go ahead and have the best quality of the meat. You don't want to cut corners there. All right. Well, Captain Butch, we see you. We look forward to seeing you down to San Diego for a day at the docks. You'll be at uh, Point Loma Sports Fishing, I think. That is correct. If anybody would like to ride the boat down, what we're having is special is we're leaving that Saturday night from Long Beach Sport Fishing. We're going to go down and travel day at the docks. You can be at day at the docks all day and then leave Sunday night, and we're going to fish San Clemente Island, come back to Long Beach Sport Fishing Monday afternoon. Oh, that's going to be a lot of fun. Captain Butch, thanks a lot for being with us and telling us about the Tuna Tamer. Uh, Thank you for having me. All right. Well, that's it from the Fred Hall Show in Long Beach, California. We want to thank you for listening tonight. We also want to thank all our guests that came aboard and did interviews with us. I hope you, the listeners, enjoyed it out there. There was a lot of fun, a lot of information given away. Hey, we'll be back next Sunday night on Rod Real Radio at 5.05 p.m. with another live show. So join Stan, Wendy, and myself. Come along and have a great time. So until then, Jorge, thank you very much for pushing all the buttons. My local engineer, Ben, thank you very much for putting the show together. And always, in memory of Big Tuna Bill and Eddie McEwen, thank you for leaving us this legacy that is Rod Reel Radio. So right now, guys, go out there and get them. We've got some great weather. The fishing's good. We'll see you out in the water. They're getting away. Good night, everyone. We're out. Folks won't find us now because Mr. Satch and Mr. Cross We gone fishing Instead of just a wishing Oh, yeah